Now, now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Dave DeFore here with Mark Schindler for your playoff update. Before we start, don't forget you can get this podcast without ads by going to theathletic.com slash NBA show and signing up for a subscription. Big Monday night in the playoffs, Mark. We're going to start with the Jazz and the Mavericks in Dallas, and somehow, without Luka Doncic, somehow the Mavericks pulled this off 110-104 thanks to a career high, not a playoff career high, a total career high, 41 points from Jalen Brunson, and he was the story of this game from the start, and it wound up going for the entire game. Jalen Brunson, his best game as a pro. He was fantastic, man. Uh I mean, Derek Anderson just could not stop talking about him throughout the game, and I, I can't really go against that. Uh, how many of those buckets do you think he had on Jordan Clarkson? All of them. <laughs> exactly. Um, I swear to God, every other a, a, every other possession, Jordan Clarkson was getting turned by Jalen. Um, but no, I mean, he was knifing into the lane off the catch, running pick and roll, hitting pull-ups. Uh, his floater was, was dynamite tonight. Uh, really, really special performance from him. Absolutely. Just doing whatever he wanted. And look, when you can get into the lane against the Utah Jazz, good things happen for you. And this was the concern for Dallas coming into this series, minus Luka Doncic. Could Spencer Dinwiddie and could Jalen Brunson create enough chaos in the lane to pull Rudy in? Because you knew Rudy was going to be hanging out on the perimeter on one of the quote-unquote non-shooters. Well, tonight, it was Maxi Kleba. Maxi had shot 19% from three. For the last few months. I mean, he'd been god-awful. And in this game, he hit eight threes, Mark. Eight of the Dallas Mavericks playoff record. 22 made threes from Maxi Kleba. He finishes with 25 points. And this was the sort of game, Mark, that I talked about in every playoff preview of this series. If Maxi could make shots, Dallas could win. Man, it was hilarious because uh, I think about six minutes in, I have Max who looks hesitant from three, and then he hits his first. I'm like, okay, all right, we're doing something. This is good. And then he hits one off of a fake DHO, gets the pitch back, uh, and like you said, waltzes to eight of eleven from night to eight of eleven from three tonight. He was, I mean, first of all, we got to talk about how awesome those rims are. Uh, Tim Cato just wrote about this. I didn't know about that until a million people sent the article to me, but. It sounds like a gunshot in the valley every time that that, that there's a squish in, in Dallas. I, I absolutely love it, man. Yeah, the, the rim is awesome, and uh, definitely recommend going to the athletic and reading the story about the rims. The guy actually sits there and does it manually. It's in, pretty impressive. Uh, but one of the reasons that Dallas was able to get so many open looks at three, 17 uncontested threes in this game for, for Dallas, and it straight up is the Jazz defense. We know this story. We've seen it before. We've seen the Clippers just eat their lunch a couple of years in a row. And listen, man, at a certain point, you have to start pointing fingers. And 
It's the perimeter defense for Utah. It has not changed during the Rudy Gobert era, Mark. Yeah, it was a joke tonight, if we're being completely honest. Like Spencer Dinwiddie went 6 of 18, but he had them gunning into rotation every time he came down the floor. Um, they were Him and Jalen Brunson were routinely just calling for any kind of ball screen with Jordan Clarkson involved. The Jazz were trying to switch. They tried differentiating their coverages. did not work. Like There was just nothing going on. And, and a lot of people are going to sit – and point at Rudy Gobert, and you can't tonight. Like it, it, once again, this is just—I mean, watch the, the the closing possessions as Donovan Mitchell gets torched over and over and over again. And this is a guy—he played pretty well defensively in the first game, and tonight you have this, and it was just a pathetic performance. If we're being completely honest, defensively. Yeah, and Utah actually out rebounded the Mavs by 19 rebounds. Rudy Gobert had 17 rebounds in this game. He did have four turnovers, and a couple of them were bad. The one on the post-up was awful. So you can go at his offensive game a little bit, but I do think, once again, perimeter defense was just non-existent. And Donovan Mitchell didn't really do him any favors on the defensive end. And on the offensive end, Mark, 34 points on 30 shots. Quite a bit of hero ball. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's eerily just. Uh, I mean, it's just eerie in general watching how this team plays compared to last year. Um, even as things have evolved against the Clippers, uh, it always felt like the offense was still going to a degree. This year, it just the the ball is sticking so much compared to what it used to look like. It felt like Donovan really forced it tonight. And again, I, I mean. It's tough, like in a way they needed it, but also there were so many open kickouts that I'm just like, make the make the pass, man. Like you need to make it. Um, it it's less about the missing Rudy Gobert and more about missing the corner to get the, the third, fourth pass going after they get any kind of initial dent. Uh, it was really frustrating to watch tonight. Yeah, these teams now tied one-to-one in the series, going to Utah for game three, and that's going to be on Thursday. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. In Philadelphia, the Sixers win game two handily over the Toronto Raptors, 112-97, to thanks to 11 massive points from Danny Green, including a thunderous dunk in transition, Mark. What was it like to witness greatness out there with Danny Green showing flashes of 2017-2018 version of Danny Green? Hey, I mean, that looked like North Carolina Danny Green throwing out a dunk. Uh, it, it was awesome. Like, honestly... I, I feel foolish in some ways because in my series preview, I wrote about how I wasn't sure Danny Green could be the fifth guy that this team needs. They've really lacked him uh, and just lacked the fifth guy for much of the year. He was fantastic tonight. I mean, somebody will look at the box and be like, hey, it was 4 or 12 from the field, but he was he was all over the place defensively. Obviously not the same young dude that he used to be, but he was good tonight, man. He really set up a lot of what they needed. Yeah, did a good job spacing the floor for the Sixers. And also a couple couple of blocks, man. I mean, listen, Danny Green can still block your shot. Watch out. But the real story for the Sixers, Joel Embiid. I mean, this is, there's a reason why this guy is in the top three for MVP. 31 points, 12 of 14 from the line, 11 rebounds. And I feel like in this first two games of the playoffs, he's elevated his defense from what we saw during the regular season as well, Mark. 
Yeah, without a doubt. Um, to say that he was soul crushing tonight feels warranted. Um, he was he was just on one, 19 points in the first quarter. Um, I mean, the Raptors are selling out everything they do to try and stop him, which that makes sense. You know, he's an MVP candidate, but um, it's really teeing up the, the rest of the team in a way. But as you mentioned with the defense, um, I mean, so much of what Toronto is doing is out of isolation and trying to pick apart the defense. You know, they're calling out a lot of screens to try and and, and get George Nyang involved in actions to try and go at uh, Tyrese Maxey and get him involved in ball screens. And it just doesn't matter to a degree because Joel has been so good in the paint. Um, what he's been able to do to wall off drives, to force things from, from getting to the paint entirely, uh, he was really impressive on that end tonight. And then Embiid's gravity on the offensive end has actually created opportunities for other guys. And and I'm not talking about James Harden, who, as of right now, isn't all that great. I mean, he's done okay distributing the ball, and he scored some points. He got to the line, 7 of 8 from the free throw line, 14 points, and they were plus 17 in his, in his minutes. But Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris, now back-to-back pretty good games. They combined for 43 in this game. Six for nine from three. I mean, Tobias Harris really playing within himself, and Maxie somehow playing outside of his body. I mean, he's having like a supernatural experience out there right now. If I told you before the season that Tyrese Maxie would take over Tobias Harris's spot as the third third scorer on this team, what would you have said? I would believe it because I well, believe in Tyrese okay. Maxie. Well, I would say you're this a smart last person, year. but yeah, I would I would not have been on that train automatically. Uh, his growth has been ridiculous. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog too just came out in theaters, but Tyrese must have seen him multiple times because he keeps replicating that. Uh, I think what's so crazy about watching Joel is as you bring in you know three guys collapsing on him as Toronto has been doing. Um, I mean, Tyrese is catching this from like he's normally one or two steps behind the line. And only needs is half a foot of space, like not even. And he's gone. Uh, like it, it felt like he could have gotten more than four free throws tonight. Even he's so good at drawing contact. He's just so quick getting into the lane, pairing his ability and his first step, along with his, his three point shooting that has continued to grow this year, off of somebody as dominant as Joel on the interior is just. I mean, it's it's money. And shout out to Tobias too. Like even defensively, I don't think he's been perfect, but he had, he had three blocks tonight. Uh, he's contributed well on that end. And as you mentioned, playing within himself, which has been a very big struggle uh, for much of this year for for Tobias. So it's been really awesome to see him contribute to. You know, uh, the, the Sixers had 12 blocks as a team, and a lot of those were due to Embiid, even though he didn't have any blocks in the game. And that's what I'm talking about with his defensive effort level being increased in guys like Tobias Harris. Danny Green comes over, gets those help side blocks. Just a tremendous effort. Team-wide, I think, but it all focuses on Embiid. Now, on the other side, Toronto, I mean, let's just face it. Down Scotty Barnes. They've been kind of shorthanded all year. Gary Trent tried to go in this one, didn't have anything, just too sick to play. And the team as a whole just looked like they were out of gas, Mark. Yeah, it was uh, it was really rough. I mean, honestly, this the first half, uh, they, they looked pretty solid. You know, I, I really liked the looks that they were getting. Um Fred was absolutely on one in the first quarter. Pascal was starting to get it cooking. Uh, OG was fantastic operating off the second side finish with 26 points tonight. But as you mentioned, I mean, it's just when you're running essentially seven men in a rotation, like it it was really tough. I mean, especially after Gary Trent went out in the first quarter um, or at, at, at the end of the first quarter with a non non COVID illness. Um, 
the, exactly like you mentioned, you can just see the, the air leaving the team. Um, it, it's been a really long season for them. They've been kind of worn out for a while. Um, and I, I think we're starting to see some of the seeds of that uh, come through in this series. And I'm, I'm hopeful that, that they can kind of correct some things and, and get back in, in Toronto uh, in, in the next couple of days. But yeah, this was uh, this was not a, a, a very rough showing for them that I don't think is too emblematic of who they are as a team. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. And in the Bay Area, Steph Curry coming off the bench again. 34 points, Mark. The Warriors just dominated the Nuggets. They win this game 126 to 106 to take, look, I dare say, a commanding two games to none lead. And I say commanding because the Warriors are just so clearly the better team in this series. And again, they're bringing Stephen Curry off of the bench and he's giving him 34 points. He's plus 49 in his two games off the bench. Mark, is he the greatest bench player in the history of the sport? How the fuck was this man not on the sixth man of the year ballot? That's what I'm trying to ask, Dave. This is this is a league conspiracy. Uh, no, he was amazing. Uh, what what he has done, look and how he's looked coming off an of injury. Like I had real questions. I was like, okay, how is how is Steph going to look like? He hasn't played basketball since mid March. This is what Steph looks like. I mean, twelve of seventeen tonight, thirty four points, um, and even then, like. It, what does Stefan look like? I, I don't know. Let's watch Jordan Poole play, and it's probably going to be the exact same thing. Yeah, uh, Jordan Poole had 29 points. Uh, both he and Steph, 5 of 10 from 3 in this game. Clay Thompson playing like Clay Thompson again, 21 points. I mean, this is now back-to-back games where they just look pretty unbeatable. We we saw the Poole, Curry, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond lineup that I've been dreaming about since preseason, and it was awesome. The numbers are just absolutely absurd for the for this lineup. I don't even have them because they were going up so rapidly. I stopped keeping track. So I'll have all those numbers hopefully later on in the week. But what do you think about this new death lineup featuring Jordan Poole? Yeah, I mean, it it, it, it was uh, – I think the first game was almost even a harsher display of what this group can do with the numbers even being less. Um, watching – Denver try and navigate screens and, and do anything off of not even just split actions, just off ball movement in general. The way that both Steph and and Jordan have been moving off the ball has absolutely torn apart Denver's defense. Uh, part of it is to be fair, like they are shorthanded. Got to take that into account. But also, I mean, we can get into this later. That's that that whole roster. There's a, there's a lot to get into there. But I mean. I just don't know how you combat what they have right now if you don't have like three fantastic chase defenders. Yeah, and and Denver just doesn't. They do have Nikola Jokic. Not a great game. Even though I'm going to read some stats that sound okay. 26 points, 11 rebounds, only four assists. That's a key to winning the games against Denver. If you can keep his assist numbers low, the rest of those guys can't get cooking on their own. And with Golden State's defense shutting them down, Jokic really didn't even get cooking in this game and was extremely frustrated by the defense from Draymond Green and the Warriors in general, winds up getting ejected in this game. And listen, man, this guy is going to be back-to-back MVP, but this is still something that he needs to work on in his game. And I understand it can be frustrating, especially the foul call 
that he got the first tech on on Wiggins where he kind of had that forearm run on his hip as Wiggins goes up because I understand it happens to Jokic on the other end. You just got to take the foul, man. You are the team. You can't get the techs. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that's something that we're definitely going to have to track moving forward. It, it, it Honestly, different players, but it reminds me a lot of when Boogie was in in, in Sacramento. And that's, you know, he kind of got some of that out of his system eventually, but I, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm ready to see that part leave his game. It's good to be emotional, but um, there, there's always a fine line. Uh, I can relate a little bit, though, in watching this team. Uh, they really need more from Will Barton. Like, Will Barton struggled tonight, to be fair. And again, it's hard because of how uh, how dominant this Warriors team is defensively when they're, they're at their full health. Like, you mentioned Draymond's defense on, on Jokic. He was fantastic. He stonewalled him a few times. But it's more about Draymond's positioning is awesome, and he's not giving up that foul that so many guys are giving. But also, Andrew Wiggins is really perfectly in lane. Like, he had a really good defensive game tonight. His length was, was really bothersome around the rim. Um, like, okay, you have Steph even is getting his hands everywhere. Like Jordan Poole had a couple of nice, uh, nice stops at the rim too. Like he was, he, yes, he's backpedaling, but also getting the swipe down. Um, this team is just locked in and playing some fantastic defensive basketball, which I absolutely adore watching. Yeah. And the Warriors had 27 assists that wears you out defensively. And it makes it hard to compete on the other end as well. They make you work on both sides. And this is why the Warriors when they're clicking like they were in this game, they're hard to beat. I mean, this this looks like a title team to me. I can't wait to see them play Phoenix because it feels like we're going to get that Phoenix series in the conference finals at this point because Steph looks healthy. Jordan Poole has taken the leap, and Clay looks like Clay. I, who's beating them? It's a great question, man. Uh, we have a lot to look forward to out of the, the, the Wolves-Grizzly series, but... Um, I'm kind of there with you too. I, I I think this team is going to get to the conference finals if I had to put my money on it right now. But uh, it's going to be really interesting to track a how injuries and everything fall out. Um, but I mean, what defense is there outside of Phoenix that's going to give this team trouble right now? I don't know, but that's some bulletin board material right there for the Denver Nuggets and the Memphis Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves from Mark Schindler. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Playoffs every night. This is awesome. Mark, let's get out of here. Ding, ding, y'all. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 